Yo, is we ready? Or shit, am I ready? It's just me. Fuck it, let's start. Yo, welcome to another episode of the Damn Podcast. If we can ride to this, slick back. Teflon on and roll my heat. I keep my circle nice and small. I don't fuck with these clown niggas. In the race for the cheese, I run laps around niggas. As soon as I step on stage, the crowd applause. As soon as my sneaker wins, I ain't gotta say I'm a boss. Niggas can tell the East Coast crib the size of the small hotel. I had to start it off a little different shit this episode, man. How y'all doing out there? Uh, yeah, man. It been a lot of like uh, a lot of little weird shit going on. Um, just with life in general, honestly, just with personal shit. I try to keep that away from here, just because. Excuse me. I like to give a lot of my life on here, but I think some things, bro. It won't just affect me. It'll affect everybody else around me. So I, I think it forces me to be responsible with this platform and the voice I do have and the voice I'm developing. <clears throat> excuse me. It speaks amongst the people. So I think with a great voice come a great responsibility. So I think sometimes as people, it'd be hard for us. Um, follow me here. Semantics. It'd be hard for people to not go on social media and express themselves. Like going there and express all their business and shit and tell. Because sometimes we get on Facebook, bro, and we'll read somebody's timeline or some shit and it just be like, what the? F-? You know what I'm saying? It just be like they on there exposing everything about their life, who they dealing with, and who they friend. I'd be wondering, like, damn, like, who would give all. Like, if you giving all this up, imagine this shit you consider a secret. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you giving me all this off the rip, imagine what you consider a secret. So. I honestly think those type of things just really be, um, I think it's just in human nature. Uh, sometimes we just yell it out at other people. Some of us gossip. A lot of men pillow talk. A lot of hell. To me, You know what I'm saying? A lot of women get on the phone with their girls and spread tea and shit or whatever. I think that's all it is. It's just us having some form of us expressing ourselves and a voice. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, how everybody else been doing now? Uh, I appreciate everybody that be in the damn podcast groups, everybody that share the post, everybody that um, like, comment, and share, all of that. I appreciate it. The people on Instagram. Shout out to the Instagram family over there. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, honestly, it's been a, it's been kind of a, um, how would you describe this week? A very epiphany, eye-opening week for me, I would say, honestly. Um just not only with just with personal growth i try to make that a regular thing with me growing personally as a person personally as a person (laughs) i try to you know make that a regular thing growing you know developing but sometimes though you have those weeks or those moments where you're growing extensively and it hurts 
You know what I'm saying? You ever went to the gym and you worked out and your muscles hurt? Like that first day back in the gym, your body kind of hurt or it's kind of sore and shit. That's your muscles stretching back. And sometimes I have those mental relapse like that where, or not necessarily a relapse, but those mental stretches where, okay, I'm really stretching my mental capability right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm really stretching my ability to understand things, my ability to accept things. Um, and that comes with a price. You know, sometimes that shit is strain your fucking brain and you have to take a step back. You got a dead ass look at you and I always tell people this dog, look at honestly what make you happy. You can't honestly know how to make somebody else happy, bro. Um, unless you know what the fuck you, you know, you want. Um, sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place, but I just saw that on my timeline <clears throat> and it kind of put me in this, this headspace of just, you know, where I was with things and how I choose to like hold them in, I would say, instead of just going on some type of social network and just ranting about it or exposing myself in that raw form like that. Cause honestly, I think it is as crazy as sound, you know what I'm saying? I think it is beautiful that people do go on these websites and they express themselves so beautifully. I do think that's some kind of like artistry in that, you know, to go on social network and not necessarily cap and lie. Not saying it's an art to, well, it is art to lie though, you know, cause we say it's an art to finesse, you know what I'm saying? But these people get on these apps and they, Tell they whole truth, they naked truth. Some people out here exposing they fucking loved ones, like they baby daddies, they mamas. Like that's a lot. Like to get on social network and tell you, say your mama ain't shit or your mama wasn't there for you. That's a lot to expose. You know what I'm saying? To to tell that kind of truth on a public platform, like to know that that not get that's not getting deleted. Somebody is definitely gonna screenshot and share that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I think it is artistry in that. Also with the finesse. Hell, even with the people that's on the social network lying and shit. If I raise it's going to be trouble. It's a lot of motherfuckers on there that's honestly on this capping app or these apps to cap. And y'all using them. Y'all using the fuck out of them, bro. Y'all on these platforms just shit um, giving it up. So, I mean, I respect it. I I think it's an art to the finesse, too. I think some people go overboard with, um, especially when you know people in real life. You know what I'm saying? I think some people do choose to go overboard with it, but I do believe that it's an art to it. Because uh, if it wasn't the saying, fake it till you make it, wouldn't be real. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, sorry. Small, small. Short little, small little rant. Let me. Welcome to today's podcast. It's upsetting me in my home, girl. Um, I had a conversation with my cousin, uh, what the other day yesterday and uh we basically were just having a conversation about you know what's going on in the city and the kids and how they grew up like you know his generation and everything because he's a little older than me and he was saying like we were talking about like train behavior right man when we use certain words especially because i grew up right i grew up with the saying in my household it's not what you say it's how you say it right Meaning to me, you can almost say anything that you want. It's just how you portray your message. You know, how do you deliver it? What do you, how are you saying it to get it across to people? You know, context always important with me, right? So we was using words like programming and training and conditioning. And a lot of these words, you know, when he was saying, you know, you train to think like this, you know, it's your conditioning that you in. A lot of these words was giving me like slave or enslaved mentality vibes. And it was really like 
irking me because, like I said, it's about language for me and words. So it actually put me in this mind frame, and it made me think about, like, how people don't want to have a boss or be a worker, right? And it's just, it's just words, but they mean and they impact so much. So when I was hearing, like, conditioning and training, it it gave me like I guess the same kind of like oh you a worker or you you can't you you condition like this so you can never get out of this. That's what I hear when I hear those words. So we kind of was debating or going back and forth on this shit, and I realized like it's the language for me, it's the linguistics of this shit that was fucking me up. But when we, he broke down what he was saying, like I I totally understood that. So he will be my special guest, my first guest in the damn podcast uh, next week Monday. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a very, very great episode. Um, yeah, that one should be very insightful. But with those words, right, what I was getting was is that a lot of them, and, and I'm going to get to the documentary too because that's where really these words came up a lot in too, especially conditioning. And when I got to the definition of what those was, a lot of these words, they really – Michael Mech said, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. And they put these words and shit right in front of us. They use them in the sentences and shit. And we think because we have a slight understanding of them or it's like context meaning of what they mean, that we got a complete understanding or definition when they using them, right? And I don't mean they as in white peoples. I mean they as in the the oppressors, the people that are opposing you, right? That could be any fucking color. You know what I'm saying? We all see that. But when they use these words to you, you think you got to understand them and you don't. You know what I'm saying? So I was watching this documentary uh, on HBO. It's called The Opioid Crisis, right? Um, and basically this, and it's a multi-series, um, documentary. So it's like, you know, hour and a half each episode. I think it's like eight episodes, but from start to finish, right. It gives you the FYI of opioids. And for y'all that don't know what opioids is, that's just a fancy word for fucking heroin. You know what I'm saying? Fentanyl and shit. You know what I'm saying? We all know what boy is, right? We all crazy. We all them baselined and jigging around the city. You know what I'm saying? Like. We all know the motherfucking songs and shit, right? Um, but yeah, it started off saying how like oh, since the year two thousand, like over five hundred thousand people um, died from this, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of motherfuckers to like then OD. And it said every twenty five minutes, a baby is born with withdrawals, and I'm like, how the fuck is bait? Like y'all motherfuckers doing that shit when y'all got kids and shit? Like that shit is fucking wild. Like that's some wild shit. That has to stop. Um, and it's crazy because the, it's a, not only is it illegal, but it's a legal drug. Like, and I'm gonna get to that about the other names that this go under, you know what I'm saying? The name the for over history has been opioids, right? But you gonna, as I'm explaining this to you, you're going to hear that it had different names and it's a, a $1 trillion uh, operation according to the U S government. Like a lot of motherfuckers in on it. And when you, you hear that the U S government know it's a hundred trillion dollars, right? You'll be like, okay, well why y'all ain't doing nothing to stop it? And it kind of, the documentary kind of gets you in this point of like, damn, is it like a business or is it like, you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers out to seek profit, you know? Uh, but I had a lot of questions. I'm like, what the fuck is opioids? You know, where do they come from? And how long have they been around, right? And it come from a bulb of a poppy seed, right? And a poppy seed look like a fucking 
It looked like a little bulb, like like a little fat ass light bulb. It looked like a, a dandelion that's big and hasn't hatched yet, honestly. And you split it, right? You split it and it bleed out this like red looking juice. You know, it, it's a weird oozy looking material, right? And this drug has been around for a long time. Now hear me out, bro. This drug has been around since ancient Egyptian time, right? King Tut have fields of this shit like fields of poppy seeds and shit right these motherfuckers been get hot over history <laughs> right? like this drug has been around and that's kind of my problem with it like the u.s government and people being able to regulate and say who can take what drugs and what people are capable of because clearly people have been surviving through history you know what i'm saying with taking these motherfuckers right so they always been around this shit been around since ac ancient egypt right um he had this shit. Not only did he plant this shit, right? He sold this shit all through the Mediterranean, right? So he was like the first drug dealer. King Tut was the first black drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what y'all say either. How they try to describe them in the mummy and all these punk ass movies. Listen, King Tut was black. If you was in Egypt in the fucking any time, you are a darker hue skinned people, bro. You are not like white people, bro. Excuse me, but. That's not what the fuck you look like. Um, so King Tut was the first black drug dealer. I thought that was fucking crazy. Imagine selling drugs though in ancient Egyptian time, though, bro. Like pulling up on a camel and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to dead ass sell drugs on a motherfucking camel or something. Like who the fuck was buying? Like how was you even selling it? You know what I'm saying? Um, and again, what the fuck happened? White people, right? Here we go. Now, just like the exterminate the brute shit, bro, it really show you how these fucking white people came and really um like exacerbated these people, bro. Like, okay, Alexander the Great came, right? Which is a fucking white man. He came and quote unquote expanded it. It's funny too, right? Even in the fucking documentary, right? They say he expanded it. What the fuck do expanded mean, black people? Came, stole, raped, and you know what I'm saying? That's what the fuck that mean. He came, stole, and raped some shit. That's what the fuck expanded mean. But he took it over, right? And he started selling this shit all through India. And that's where it still remains today as, like, one of the biggest, like, um, poppy seed distributors and shit is in India. But that shit honestly started in Africa. Like everything else, it started in Africa. People move around, shit get moved around, and history get lost, and somehow they be like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it started here, but really that shit started from the motherland. Um, you know, just another great aspect for us. Um, it was supposed to be used for pain too. That was another thing. A lot of these drugs before people started abusing them and using them, they were used for pain. You know, it was supposed to be some kind of like um remedy for some shit, right? But by the 1600s, it had already been in appeal form. And they had already called it the steel of immortality. So in the 1600s, right? So it went all the way from uh, 1300 BC, right? Before Christ. Because you got to remember how old King Tut and everything was, right? It went all the way from that time. Lived through history. Transformed its name or whatever. And became its appeal form. And in the 1600s, it was reintroduced to the people as the stone of immortality. That's crazy. Like a drug or a a, a, a plant, we should say. Because we don't even want to call it a drug, right? Because it's really just a plant that we use or people use. Uh, It's a plant that fucking grew and survived and evolved through history. Um, And then later, it was marketed as a painkiller called uh, Ladium, right? 
And this was during the Industrial Revolution time, so anywhere from like the 1760 or some shit, right, to like 1820. And they gave it to infants, bro. Listen to this shit. To me, antics. Listen. The devil, the devil is a motherfucking liar. liar. They was giving this shit to motherfucking women to give to their kids that worked in the factory, so it was used as a sedative. It was used to like put the kids down. Like I told you, this shit was used for politics. Like before we used it, or these people. I keep saying we. I gotta stop just saying that. But it was Americans. It was people, bro. Whatever. We before we used it as a drug, it was supposed to be used for pain. And like I said, during the seventeen hundreds and shit, during the Industrial Revolution and shit, um, they basically used this shit to. Um, sorry, I got distracted. I didn't know what the hell that was out there. Okay, sorry. Back to a regular program. Um, then China rolled it out, right? And they rolled this shit into cannonballs, and they shipped it across the oceans, and they called this shit hung. So then again, bro, just like ho, bro, this shit changed its name again. Like, this drug constantly kept being able to reinvent itself. This shit went from P. Diddy to Puff Daddy to Sean Combs to fucking Sean John. Like, what the fuck? Like, this shit keep, like, getting to change his name and be different things, bro. And this is still early 1700s, right? Now Americans, right? White people again. You got this dude named John Jacob Astro and uh, uh, former president FDR, his grandfather Warren Delino. They uh they hopped in the game and then they started their own operation, but they moved their shit to Turkey. And by 1839, this was the most traded commodity, bro. So this shit, boy, been moving around, bro. You understand what I'm saying, dog? This drug has been around through history and through life, bro. Don't let them tell y'all. Like, when my pops tell me ain't nothing new under the sun, bro, this is really what he mean. Like, I don't think he knew that this shit went back this far. But seriously, y'all, ain't nothing new under the sun. Like, this drug has been around for a long-ass time, bro. And still, it was not regulated, right? So... Now, the, so the Chinese emperor had appointed a drug Caesar, which is basically a person who get appointed by the government to um, coordinate a policy in specific areas. And what they do is basically get what? Angry white people. Okay, sorry. Shit, dude. I got to work on that. Uh, But th no, seriously, that's what it is, though. And guess what these motherfuckers did, bro? Just like they always do. You guessed it. They started a fucking war, bro. Semantics. When white people get mad and fed up with some shit, bro, they start to fight, bro. We see it, bro. We see it all through fucking history, bro. What the fuck do you think the, uh... The revolution was, bro. It was the fucking white people getting mad at the fucking British to separate themselves as their own colonies, their own people. They was uprising. They was mad, bro. We see the same thing through history with the fucking, uh, the march on the fucking capital, dog. White people getting upset about some shit. And this is the same thing through history. When you didn't let the motherfuckers have their opioids, dog, that shit pissed them for the fuck off. Like, to me, antics. So, now the pharmaceutical companies got involved, right? And... Now it's more of a fee. And and what I mean is, is that it basically became uh, drugs now. Right. So you ever heard of Bayer? Uh, Bayer, B-A-Y-E-R. That's a drug company. They also invested into it. Right. And they named it heroin. Right. Semantics. Now, that's the big name we all know. Um, and it also it was a, a cough suppressant though, right? So this was the one of the forms they had it in, and it became addicted to people, so they made it illegal. Now this is fucking sixteen, seventeen hundreds now, right? People know about this drug and shit. They understand what it is and what it does, right? 
now they make it illegal not create like a, a a program or place for you know what i'm saying something for rehabilitation these people these motherfuckers said no we just gonna make it illegal and that's it now this is where shit get very very because when you do that now you leave room for crime and what i mean is you make things taboo and you make it illegal that entices people that makes somebody want it more and that was the rise of italian mafias and mexican cartels and these drug cartels they went big pharma they were connected bro like they was working together and I don't even know if they knew that, but $100 billion a year. And this opened up the floodgates for all types of crooks and shady government motherfuckers. And it exposed our weakness as humans, bro. Like, us being able to be get easy addicted to shit. And that created something called institutionalized uh, corruption and shit. And that's where the cartels, right, was starting to take notes on what drives was popular, right? And it was heroin. That's the one I was working for them. And it was a surge of opioids and... What made drugs that, you know what I'm saying? What type of mixture of drugs? Like, they was taking notes on this kind of shit, right? Pharmaceutical companies also doing the same things, taking on what drugs, excuse me, drugs was being subscribed. I mean, uh, yeah, subscribed to most and recommended. Valument, Oxycontin, right? These drugs was uh, big and a nobody, right? Hold on, hold on. Semantics. Another motherfucker, right? Another white dude, honestly, that profited more than anybody but also donated more like to companies and families and not even excuse me not even families uh just like uh hospitals and shit that supported they drug arthur sackler and his brothers and shit these motherfuckers created a reputation of generosity right because they donated and and profited off the rise of volume of oxycontin i know y'all heard these drug names oxys and shit right these well, these motherfuckers, Arthur Sackler, they family makes a billion dollars. No, fourteen million dollars generated off this drug, bro. Like that's sad. You know what I'm saying? And it was just going through like this whole breakdown of like excuse me, about people getting addicted and so and to wrap all of that up, to wrap the whole rant up, um, it brought me all the way back to conditioning and the words we use, right? And conditioning basically means a simple form of learning involving the formation, strengthening, or weakening of an association between the stimulus and response. Now, what that basically means to me, right, is um, a deconstruction of building and strengthening a word, bro. Like with opioids, we built up this word to be evil, to be um addictive but we see through history right like semantics that this word has always been around this drug i should say has always existed through mankind um all the way back to ancient bc but we just been conditioned to think that this is the cause of cause of why people be um addicted to these drugs we think it's the drug itself but no we see that this drug has always existed. It's not the drug. It's the conditionings that we living in. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying motherfuckers like, and I said this before last episode. Semantics. I don't think motherfuckers should go out and just be doing fucking dope and shit, right? Or whatever. But I do think you should have a free will to choose to do whatever the hell you want to. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know that's a little far-fetched and stretched, but conditioning 
and training and programming those words to me just like i said before it gave me a really slave mentality and when i say slave i don't mean just like uh chain and bondage with like shackles i mean literally brain captivity slave like unable to think outside of this box when i hear not you know what i'm saying conditioning and train like when you hear that to me it just sound like oh you only know how to do this one thing this it, it sound limited you know um yeah so that was the drug thing um like i said it was a multi um series and shit multi-part series i only watched the first episode it was like an hour and like 45 minutes i would say i'm pretty sure all the other episodes would be extensive like that um but it was really good the the first episode was real good I gotta come back. I gotta really start completing these fucking documentaries and shit, or at least coming back and telling y'all when I complete them. I feel like I'll be leaving most people with like, damn, he only watched half of it. What the hell? But I do be completing them. I just really don't come back and it be so much shit going on in the world, though. Like it's so much Sem- shit. Semantics. I, I ain't even cover um that just been going on this week. Um, just hitting off some of the little shit. Uh, did y'all hear about dog? Um, Russell Simmons sues ex-wife Kamora Lee Simmons for allegedly stealing stocks to pay husband's bail fee. Semantics. If I raise up, gonna be trouble. Who the fuck you trouble. did not use It's your upsetting me in my home, girl. Dog, you use your baby daddy slash ex-husband money to go pay your current husband bail fee. So her current husband, Tim Leesner, who had pleaded guilty in 2018 for money laundering, he paid $44 million to avoid jail time. Well, basically, according to this, and this is people, um, they saying that he basically got out of jail in 2018 and had to pay the court back the money. And he she took out money that she had in stocks with Russell. I don't know if this was like after they divorced, they still had business endeavors with each other, uh, took up 50 percent of the stocks out to pay his fucking 44 million dollar bail, bro. Semantics. So basically, you telling me that it's okay to pay your ex's bail with your current stocks? Like, so you could go in your bank account right now with you and your girl or you and your man and semantics. Go in his bank account or y'all share a joint account and take the money out to go bail out your ex lover. And I'm supposed to be okay with that. Why would that even be okay a little bit, though? Like, I don't give a damn how much money I got sitting in some goddamn where. You ain't finna take it out to go pay to get your man, your ex out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, what type of shit is that, bro? That's wild as fuck. It could have been $40, bro. I don't give a damn what it was. I don't give a damn how long y'all was together. And that's even why. Wait a minute. Semantics. He discovered Kimura, though. Like that, it ain't like it's the other way around where the other do her first husband and shit. It's no, he the first husband. You took the money out that account to go. No, what? Off some dude you just met? To me, I feel like you know what I'm saying. If I've been knowing you for 10, 20 plus years, and you paying, you using my money, I feel like you know honestly. To me, I, take- I feel like it's my money to pay to get him out of jail. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I don't even see where that could be okay at. Like where that's okay. Yeah. But that'd be the thing, bro. You motherfuckers be having money. 
to be doing that kind of shit. I just down here checking out some fly rides and macking some holes and chilling. Like, that's a lot, bro. Forty four mil. To bail somebody to pay somebody else bond? Like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, why the fuck couldn't you pay that? That's wild. Hell no. Hell no. I ain't got it. You hear me? Um But uh Yeah, I don't think I got anything else. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Well yeah, uh this has been another episode of the damn podcast. Um, you could check us out on Facebook at the Damn Podcast and on Instagram at A the Damn Podcast. Um, yeah, hit like, sh- share, <laughs> like, share, subscribe um, to the group uh, on Facebook. Uh, shout out to the Instagram gang. I see y'all. Um, yeah, man. Like I said, next week we'll have a very special guest. Um, y'all tune into that one. I think y'all gonna like that one. I appreciate everybody that's uh liking the visual effects and everything. Um, yeah, man, it's been another episode.